Okay, so this is Armin Navobi from Atheist Republic, and we are with... Uh, Rana Ahmad. Hi, Rana. And Stefan, and Stefan Peintner. All right. Atheist uh, Refugee Relief. Okay, so you're both from Atheist Refugee Relief, which is amazing. Uh, how, uh, can you guys let us know a little bit about Atheist Refugee Relief? How did it get started? Uh, what do you guys do? And then I have, I have so many questions, and I'm sure people in the live chat also have a lot of questions. Okay, maybe I will start with the idea about uh, Atheist Refugee Relief. Uh, it's a start from me when I start to search for health. Uh, uh, for me because I was atheist and I was in the camp and I get a lot of trouble and I don't find any organization help me like atheist or person without religion or in my situation and then I be in contact with Mariam Namazi and uh, ex-Muslim uh, Germany and I met Stefan and I met other person his name Detmar and we start to work alone until we decide in the end we have to make organization and okay. yeah so how long have you guys been around mm, two years about two years now okay uh, seven do you want to do you want to add anything to that before i ask some questions yeah i mean i i started thinking about that when the refugees came to germany mm. and i was part of a humanist organization called the gbs the giordano bruno stiftung it's a humanist atheist organization they're active against the church mostly yeah. and i thought that we have to do something you know not just you know in, in germany you have lots of all the organizations or most the vast majority of the organizations active are from the church or from from muslim institutions so and i thought it's very uh, you know it's not just useful to complain all the time you have to get active and you have to do something as a humanist organization also and that was the basic impulse to get active and then by luck, I met Rana, <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it started. So, what were you complain? What was the com nature of the complaints that you wanted to act on? I mean, uh, the, the complaints from the GBS was always, you know, that the church is everywhere and blah 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 blah. But at, you know, but if we don't do something ourselves, then of course the church takes the space, you know, in aiding the people. Uh... So we have to do it ourselves, you know. Right, so you're saying that um, religious organizations have um, took it, have taken a monopoly over uh, charitable <laughs> acts and helping people, even though they don't do it with the some most of many times. I don't know if I can say I don't have the statistics. Many times with the best of intentions, or they don't do it with the most effective methods. You're saying that we can't just complain about the fact that they have monopolized these kind of institutions. Uh, we have to actually pro try to provide an alternative. I find it's an uphill battle because they have so many laws and so many. Um, you know, favors in you know religious organizations so many unfair advantages, both legal, you know, legally and both tax wise. So it's an uphill battle to to take that uh, away from them, right? But we have to start somewhere. So that's what you and uh, that's what you decided to do to provide an alternative way to help people. But why did you specifically decide to help atheist refugees? Because I didn't know any atheist refugee, to be quite honest, and it was very hard to find somebody. And I contacted Mina Ahadi, she's also here in Cologne. And at that time, I didn't know her. That was about three years ago. And I didn't know her back then. And um, so I contacted her. It was a little bit difficult. 
but finally I got in touch with her and she made the contact to Rana. And the thing was that we had an apartment, a vacant apartment, and it's very hard to find an apartment uh, here in Cologne. So, and she and then Rana moved into this apartment, and this is how we met, and this is how it, uh, how I got in contact with Rana. And through Rana, uh, she was active in the in the in the networks, the atheist atheist networks, uh, the Arab speaking networks, and this is when we started helping other atheists and other camps. And we could use the network from the GBS. They have local organizations all over Germany, and we could use them. We could call them and say, there's some atheists in this camp. Could you please help this person? Uh, so what you're, what you're doing uh, is basically helping people that have managed already to call. Is it mostly Germany? Yeah, it's just Germany. At just the Germany for now. Um, are you planning to expand to other places? Yeah, we're just trying to expand over Germany now. We, now. we originate from from uh, from Cologne, right? And now we have a group in in Berlin. And uh, Dittmar, he's the one who's organizing the whole thing. He's traveling now to other places where other organizations will start. So um, you're not focusing on trying to get atheists out. You're helping atheists that have already gotten out. Is that the main focus that you have? Yes. Okay. So, maybe I can say something. We helped the, the atheists uh, outside Germany to give information about asylum, about the process, about other organizations. Mm -hmm. Maybe if they want to travel to Canada or to Britain or to other country, we can tell them you can find here ex-Muslim uh, North America, you can find here ex-Muslim Britain, you can find here information it's most uh, of, of helping uh, people is information so there's two parts right? for the atheists that are not yet or haven't yet escaped um, you provide information on the resources and the methods available yeah. and the second part is that the atheists that managed to get to places where you are uh, you provide them with what um, we do first of all we do social services like we go with them to the to the job center to get money from the state and all these normal stuff every organization does mm -hmm. but on top of that we try to provide um uh, safety for them because they're still uh, in danger here in germany mm. either by their mm -hmm. families i mean most of the people we're we're uh, uh dealing with now are coming from saudi arabia mm -hmm. and so from saudi arabia it's pretty easy to get into germany so they're still endangered here or and uh Right, mm -hmm. so you're saying that the because like it, from Syria, if if you come from somewhere like Syria, it's hard for the f people from Syria to come to Germany to hunt you down. But yeah. because Saudi passport is a more legit passport, um, mm -hmm. if you if you've run away from Saudi Arabia to Germany, your family could actually come to Germany and hunt you down. So yes, okay. Um, so uh, so they they are you they are still in great danger. Yes, and also when you get politically active, like for example, Rana, hmm. uh, she has an information restriction and all these uh, safety precautions, so uh, they, she cannot be hurt, or it's hard to find her. And we do this with others too who are politically active. Right. Uh, so, is it? Is, are you ex exclusively focusing on ex-Muslim atheists? Because I don't know if any ex-Christians or ex-Jewish uh, or ex-Hindus that would need asylum or anything like that. <clears throat> Until now, we, we take everybody. We even take religious yeah. people. You know, we're yeah. not like we're not like an exclusive club. If somebody's religious and thinks we can help him better, mm. 
I mean, uh, as long as he's not a fundamentalist or something, you know, mm. um, we're not, uh, you know, we're not dogmatic about this. But, you know? Okay, so uh, then what somebody might ask you called atheist refugee relief, then why would you help non-atheists if you're so specifically called atheist refugee relief? Because we specialize the, in atheists, and yeah, we are the idea we are atheists, <laughs> yeah. and the idea for for uh, we starting is to help atheists. Because mm -hmm. uh, uh, Stefan, in the beginning, he started to help me because he want to help atheist refugee, mm. and then I start really to to help other atheist refugee because no one care about us like atheist refugee right. in Europe or Canada or other country. We need us to help each other. Right. So you're. You're saying you're focusing on atheists not because atheists are more deserving of help, but because nobody gives it. Nobody seems not that many people seem to give a shit about atheists. Yeah. So you're yeah, just filling a gap. Problem, yeah. You're filling a yeah. gap. And, and and they don't have an organization they can trust. I mean, right. no atheist wants to go to a to a, a religious organization. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, and we had we we had a, a a case where some they converted to Christianity and they got good help. And the yeah. others that didn't, they didn't get the same treatment and mm -hmm. they were left behind. And so we try to help these people and we want to be an organization they can trust. I mean, if an atheist organization also helps a Muslim, it might help those Muslims rethink their views on atheists, right? Yes, maybe. Yeah, so, I yeah. hope so. So even, so even if you do help religious people, it still helps them, you know, you know the the atheist movement in a way that you are showing to the religious that look we, we not not of not all of us are evil. <laughs> I mean, we could be as bad or as good not as all everyone. of us. Not all of us. <laughs> no, but also you know we we are we are not atheists. I mean, atheists is just we don't believe in religion. We're also humanists. Right. And we believe in mankind and in the good in man, and so. And uh, me personally, I also think that religious people, if you get a lot of horrible information, you do horrible things and you get a false view on the world. You do wrong things because you don't have valid information. So and I think, yeah, I, I think that I believe in the good in, in most people, you know. Mm. Um, so what do you think about what do you say to people that say why we don't need refugees? We have had too many uh, people from foreign countries in Germany or in other <laughs> Western countries. You guys are not helping. Uh, these people are on a drain on a society. You're using taxpayer money to help people that are not citizens of Germany. This is a waste. This is a waste of resources. Uh, let them find, uh, let them find, uh, fix their own countries instead of bringing their problems here. What would you say to that? Um, yes, uh, I mean, there are several things about that. Of course, uh, there's a problem with Islam. I think what people are mostly, there are two things maybe. People are, I think, have a problem with Islam and people, of course, there are xenophobics who are, you know, saying like, oh, they have these good uh, smartphones and we don't and we have poor people and why do we give all the money to these refugees? But, you know, there have been studies that show that refugees, they cost a lot, much less money than a native until they can work and pay taxes. I mean, if, if you are born in Germany, when you go through the whole school and study and all that, and you have health care and everything until you can finally work, 
you cost a lot more money than a refugee who goes to a German class and maybe has a diploma already or something, and then he can work or she can work. And this is much more, uh, uh, much cheaper. And there are also studies that show that um, uh, people who, um, who start businesses, that mo uh, you know, natives are less probable to start a business than, um, than uh, people coming, immigrants. So um, most of the people there are, I, mean, I think, xenophobic. And they, they, they um, yeah, we have a big problem with the right wing. But it doesn't have to do with refugees. I mean, it, it doesn't have to do with Islam and all of that. I mean, in the U.S., it's the Mexicans they're afraid of, you know. It, you, you just take some group and, um, and uh, yeah. And, and I think the problem with Islam is a specific problem in Islam. And, it's, of course, it's a problem. But the xenophobia has nothing to do with Islam. Because most of the groups are very Christian, you know. I mean, they have the same views. Right. I mean, uh, when it comes to uh, people that might be problematic to the society, I think atheists should be the least that um, that you would be worried about, right? Uh, yeah, because yeah. For, for atheists, they travel and they leave everything to be free <coughs> and live like this people and like in this way and this culture. Be free without any uh, religion and respect the law and really... Uh, uh, I don't know how to explain it. You know, you feel like you are really members from the society because you, you want to look like them, you want to walk, you want uh, to study, you want to do everything in your life. You're not allowed to do it in your country. Right. So, so basically four points. First of all, atheists are least likely to uh, be problematic. S second of all, as Rana just pointed out, they are... Uh, very likely to prefer this the society and be grateful and wanting to uh, adopt the, the values and culture of this country because they are very tired of, uh, very happy to get, be not living under an Islamic uh, country. Third of all, when it comes to people trying to judge whether people are actual refugees that do need help or just or are they economical economic immigrant and people that are travel uh, that are. Are, are not in are in danger but they're just trying to upgrade so some people are worried about that when it comes to atheists and ex-muslims living in islamic country we can be sure that that's not the case they are actually people that do need help and do need to get out um and f the fourth reason that it, fourth response would be that uh what you guys are doing is mostly focusing on people that have already uh, gotten into germany and wh whatever your views are on refugees, uh, whether you think you should have more of them or less of them, I think both sides could agree. The ones that are already in Germany, it would be better if they, if you could help them find a job and pay taxes rather mm. than yeah. not. Yeah. So I think both. That's really life. Yeah. Right. So I think both sides of the people that think that are anti-refugee and pro-refugee, with regards to the people that are already here, they must. They must be in a, we should be able to agree that it's better if they're working and find a way to for them to integrate in society than not like we can agree on that mm -hmm. at least right so you yes the, what you're doing in that case is a net positive um let me see some some live uh, some of the comments in the live chat beaches where's beach uh, uh beach is asking would they recommend uh, to atheists in refugee camps to pretend to still be muslim until settled in germany Yes, I would. Re I recommend it because it's not worth the fight. 
Or just say when you're a woman and you you don't wear a hijab or you don't want to fast in Ramadan, just say yeah. a Christian. Don't say you're you're an ex-Muslim atheist. It just makes your life really hard and sometimes dangerous. But Rana just, did... Yeah. <laughs> it's not I worth have, the, the I have a crazy. I, 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 I know what I said. That Don't I take Rana as, ex as an example. <laughs> when Rana... Rana, correct me if I'm wrong, when you were in a refugee camp, you, uh, when people were trying to give you the Quran, you went and wrote a note, said you like, what did you say? Fuck your Quran? What did you do? <laughs> you know, I was in the camp. I am from the first day. I told the manager there, please, I am atheist. I don't want to be in the Muslim, with the Muslim people, please. And he put me with the Christian family. And then three day, four day, I hear Quran every day, and it was too much for me. You know, I skipped Saudi Arabia and my family, everything to be free without Quran, without anything from religion. And the fourth day, I write paper and I draw Quran and I write fuck to your Quran and I put it in his room and then I run away. <laughs> and then the next day, the manager no, Rana, he is the atheist here in this camp. Come, please, Rana. <laughs> Oh, so they knew it was you. I don't know what's going on. Not me. <laughs> so, <laughs> did you get in trouble? What did they do when you said that? Yeah, they, uh, you know, in, in Europe or all the country, they are really afraid from the Muslim society. Right. They told me, please, Rana, if you need anything, come and talk. We will help you, really. If you need anything, we will do it for you. Don't do that again, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so but but um was that that was that was dangerous though yeah okay so yes yeah, is right don't don't do what um so before i go before i ask more questions let me see tiamaki saying um your photo from mecca was very brave uh right now yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you Armin, to this photo. <laughs> i was scared to post it i was scared to post it i can't imagine what you went through from taking it i'm like uh <laughs> by the way for everybody that says we shouldn't have posted Rana told us to post it okay we do, you don't Rana uh, we don't make the decision for the people that ask us to post something or not be just saying would they oh uh, no I already asked that Pakistani atheist is saying if we can't get a critical mass numbers of atheists in Muslim majority countries they will have no choice but to accept us within their societies um, I don't know if that's an argument for atheists staying in Islamic countries I do suggest I do say that people like Rana or Ian here CLE, they they are a lot very valuable to to atheists in Islamic countries where they are right now because now they can say what they want and a lot of people in Saudi Arabia in Somalia in Pakistan in Bangladesh now listen to people like Ayan Hirsi Rana Mariam Nabwazi and they are a source of inspiration so it's good for us to have people like Rana in Germany or on other places because they are in places where now they can say what they want and it will encourage a lot of people in islamic countries to 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 feel like yeah maybe rana is right yeah maybe ayan is right yeah maybe mariam is right right so um so it it is valuable for for a lot of them to do come to countries where they can speak their mind um so so here's here's a question i have you you guys um 
the atheist refugee relief and the secular rescue from CFI um, you and some other organizations like ex-Muslims of Great Britain who else there's not that many organizations like when it comes to for example Christians uh, when the Christians are being oppressed in Egypt or in Pakistan, there's a shit ton of Christian organizations that like that are there to uh, to speak for them, to make sure that it's getting coverage, to go to their people and raise money for them. And not not that is anything like I'm not saying that's bad. They should do that. In fact, not only Christian organization, everybody should do that when Christians are being oppressed in Islamic countries or when Muslims are being oppressed in, I don't know, uh, Buddhist or in Burma or whatever. Right. Or in China. Right. Um, I mean, there's but how come there is not that many people talking about atheists? Uh, when it comes when even though i mean I, I don't want this to become oppression olympics right because i'm not suggesting that people shouldn't raise voices when a when christians are muslim being oppressed uh even there should be even more of that but how come we're not getting nearly as much of attention or nearly as much as support when even though Atheists are one of the most oppressed groups in the world. There's no other, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, there's no other group of people in the whole world where there's a death sentence for them in 13 countries, right? Which other, like, name me a minority group that just for being, just for your views, you, you the penalty for your existence is a, uh, is a death penalty, is execution. It's one of the most oppressed, I mean, this is fact, this is not trying to come, compete in oppression olympics and i'm happy to be co correct this is actual reality and given even though atheists are one of the most oppressed groups in the world you have the international oh shout out again to um the international humanist and ethical union again their name is really bad they're rebranding every time i have a problem uh, remembering it let me just make sure i got the name right because i want to i'm going to talk about them as well international humanist and ethical union i had them on this podcast uh, on this show uh, this their ceo gary mcclelland i don't know if i'm pronouncing it right uh, gary was here and i want to talk about ways we can cooperate but what's your what's your theory on why this is not getting as much attention as anybody any other group I think, first of all, it's a new movement. I think, um, you know, when you look at Islamophobia, the term that you're a racist if you criticize Islam. I mean, when I look at the media coverage here in Germany, it's really starting to change. There is more and more critique about Islam, even from the left. And um, the Islamophobia thing is really wearing off. And I think the whole atheist, you know, that there are even atheists in uh, in uh, Muslim countries, it's very, it's a new thing for m most of the people. And even that people are leaving Islam, you know, it's not something that you always stick to. It has always been treated like if Muslims, they are Muslims, like they have a skin color or hair color, mm. you know, it's just their religion, they stick with it. And the fact that there is an atheist movement, movement, it's very new. It's very new. I mean, even in, in Europe, when when uh, Richard Dawkins uh, wrote The God Delusion, it was, it's not so, so long ago. So the whole atheist movement is pretty new and the recognition of, of the atheist movement in the Muslim world is very, very new. But 
it's really the, the the it's starting to change we get a lot of coverage now in the media here in germany and it's really starting to change and they are more and more aware of atheists and, and also uh, a big thanks to rana because she was really active there really she really uh, was all over the media when she came here and she wrote her book and yeah yeah but you guys should be way bigger than you are like you guys should get way more like yeah, e I, even though you're growing i don't think you're getting the fraction of support that you deserve I, I, I want I want to add something. I think not all the atheists in all the country they feel like I am responsible to help other atheists in other country or I am responsible to feel like I have to do something for atheists. I have to to help. I have to really be active. Not all the people have this feeling. For me or for Stefan or for other friends, Dittmar, we feel like we have to help each other. Mm. We have to be active. We have to do something. But you don't find this feeling in all atheists in all the country. I think this is the problem. So, so here, let me know what you think about this. The, I don't want to be, uh, when it comes to protecting atheists, I say I don't want us to be tribal. Right, um, we're we're the reason why we have an atheist movement and we're supporting other atheists is not because I'm an atheist, so I care about atheists. No, mm -hmm. the reason why we care about other atheists is not because we're in the same tribe. Uh, it's because no, it seems like nobody else gives. There's there's not that many people that give a shit about them, right? It's yeah. because they're they're. They're relatively one of the most oppressed groups, and they're also relatively one of the most ignored groups. And that's why I think, not just atheists, I think even religious people that, I, 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 what I say is that most religious people are better than their religion, right? So even though their religion is very anti-non-believer, a lot of religious people are kind people, right? So I, I think a lot of religious people also belong to the atheist movement because a lot of religious people could also be convinced that hey this is not right atheists are being oppressed maybe we should pay a little bit more attention to this issue i'm a christian i'm a muslim i'm a whatever but i want to support uh, any movement that is protecting atheists against oppression right so I don't think this is a tribal thing. I think this is more of a r realizing that this is a gap. This is a huge, uh, you know, thing that service that you guys are providing that is that is need that needs more support, and that's why we're supporting atheists. Yeah, but it's also a community thing a little bit. I mean, when I in the '80s, my best friend he told me that he was gay, and it was not easy in the. In the 80s mm. here in germany to be gay and he for him it was important to find a peer group where he can turn to you know he went to to he was in bavaria he went to munich and it's a big city and he could go there and meet other gay people mm. and i think we also want to provide a community you know right. like that you have like a a place to turn to where there are people also from the same same cultural background or something that you know and have been through what you've been through and you can you can you have a community that's that's sense. maybe yeah, a little and, bit tribal <laughs> if you remember, Stefan, when we help uh, some refugees, they, when they come to us and they start to talk, they talk a lot because they are afraid about to talk about atheists or about the, what they think in the camp or in the community. But when they yeah. are in, with us, with us in, in the, our organization, they start to talk, to talk, to talk. You feel like they really miss to talk about atheists or they really miss to be free and talk like this way. Right. I mean, I agree with the. I, I really very much agree with the community aspect of it. Uh, I, what I mean is, like, even as a Muslim or a Christian, you might 
think like well atheists need a community as well to find each other even if you're not part of that community yourself you might realize that mm -hmm. hey i have a community with other christians atheists deserve to find each other and find their own community as well so like the, that's the non-tribal aspect of it that i think like even if you're not part of that community you could be supportive of the fact that they need a community you know what i mean yeah right uh, but what did you mean by the fact that you said that um islamophobia is wearing off I think that people are starting to realize that there's a problem in Islam and that Islam is an idea, not a mm. race. And phobia is something that, you know, when you have uh, uh, fear of height or fear of, 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 of spiders, that's a phobia because spiders normally don't do anything to you. But Islam is, is actually hurting people mm. it's killing people and we have we are not hiding people and and have this information restriction on people out of because we we want to do it i mean rana for example is in danger yeah. and we have you know and, and islam is very dangerous and so it's not a phobia it's a it's a it's a it's it's it's, it's really there's a problem there and people start to realize this and i think that um it's it's still you know it's just the beginning but we see some changes in that that, um, you know, the left is starting to open up. For example, we have a Green Party here. Uh, it's very left and liberal and, you know, like this. And But they were always like, yeah, and hijab, it's just a very nice thing and blah, 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 and feminist and blah, 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 another culture thing. <laughs> and, you know, and there are more and more people there in the Green Party that start to say, yeah, there might be a problem there. And, you know, it's not feminist to wear a hijab, maybe. And... Yeah, so I think uh, things are starting to change. It's it's starting. It's not really done, but it's starting. I think. The, I mean, th that's very surprising for me to hear because the impression I get um, from people hearing people is that Germany is most views most leftist people in Germany. Their views are so f g uh, far away from reality when it comes to Islam. Like they are. Uh, th that is like beyond hope <laughs> like like we uh, <laughs> but you guys are saying actually attitudes are starting to change and people are actually in germany you're noticing that they're saying like yeah maybe islam is a bit fucked up like is that yes really wow yeah i think so i think so i really think so because i mean um yeah you, you for example there's a group with anechla kelik and cem Özdemir and hamid abdel samad uh there are three more or less, Cem uh, Özdemir is from the Green Party, and uh, Nesta Kellek, she's a feminist, atheist feminist from Turkey, and Hamid Abdesamad is the uh, atheist from uh, from Egypt or critic of Islam, and so they they started a thing called um, uh, what's it called um, uh, like a, like a unity for liberal Islam to to be part of the Islam conference, the the German. Um, a government is always speaking with the Islamic groups here mm. in Germany about integration of the Muslim population. But they don't really represent a lot of Muslims living here. And they also wanted to be part of this, so they founded the thing called Liberal Islam. Uh, and to just be part of that. And she had Nechla Kelik, she's atheist through and through. And she had in the main news show nationwide, she had a long interview on prime time so it, it wouldn't have happened um just a few years ago so it's really starting to change you know and 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 she she said 
quite frankly that there's a big problem with Islam and that it's not a problem if you really uh, separate state and religion, but this is not what Islam wants. And so this is, uh, yeah, wow. this is just... Uh, Things are changing here. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I hope you're right. Do you think that uh, all having a lot of ex-Muslim atheists from Islamic countries in Germany might help um, Germans get some, you know, the courage to be able to talk about? Because I think like it's a, this is a bit racist, but I think a lot of white people think like they need some brown people to be able to say these things like for them. Uh, I mean, it's not a bit racist. It is racist because people. It's are... not. It's not racist. It's not racist because it's true. It's not racist because if I would say something against Islam, I'm a right-wing uh, racist. Okay. If Rana says that, it's a different story. And if, or if I say that I work with refugees from these countries and this is what I observe, these mm. problems ha occur. You know, then I can talk. But if I just say as a white person here in Germany and I say Islam is a shitty religion, I'm all the way. I mean, even Mina Hadi, who, who, who's a member of the Communist Party, she she was called a, a right wing racist, you know, when she criticized Islam. You know, it's, it's, it's absurd. So, of course, you need so the most the most extreme leftist position you could find is also a right wing. Now. But how is that not racist for somebody to say so, the same? So if a brown person says something that is accepted, is, is less condemned than somebody with a white skin saying it, that is that's basically racism. Basically, there if you're white, basically you're not your the same views are not as welcome as if you're brown. That's isn't that racism? Yeah, but you know, you just have a few minutes of of you know of of uh, uh, you know getting your point across. And normally, the people who are criticizing Islam are coming from the right, and they're white. So what? if I'm white and saying something against Islam, it's a complex thing. And they think, okay, he's saying something against Islam, so he's also like the AFP. I understand that, but that's part. race. But that generalization is the very definition based on skin color is. The very definition of racism and the reason why most people from the uh, most people that criticize islam are from the right is because the left people allowed that is there because yeah. they did it because they didn't criticize islam they made it a right-wing issue so yeah the solution is for people not to check their skin color be like hey do i have the right skin tone to be able to criticize islam i mean that is that is that is racism to do that right so I don't know. So yeah, we sometimes when we sit together, we're from Bangladesh, from Saudi Arabia, from Iran, from Germany, and we say we're a crazy Nazi party here. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, it's, you know, it's 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 absurd. Right. I mean, it's yeah. So let me let me see some of the. There were some really good questions in the live chat. I have to scroll all the way up. Uh, Beej is asking, how long is the process in general to get immigration status in Germany? Mm, immigration. I, I'm, I'm not really sure about real immigration, how this works. Uh, but I think if you, if you, I think if you, uh, for example, if you're five years in Germany, I think, mm. I think Rana, you know it better. Yeah, eight years, yeah. I think now. It eight was years, five yeah. years, but now eight yeah. years. Eight but you years, have to yeah. work, you have to pay your tax, and you have to not have any problem with police, and yeah. It's very strict, yeah. right? Like a lot of people seem to think like, 
it's open borders and it's very straightforward you just come and stay and all of a sudden now you take no it's not no. like that right it's very strict okay. it was like that for a short period of time it's not like that at all anymore it's, it was like that for a short period of time, but it lo so too many people took advantage of that short period of time. Isn't that correct? Like this is why the uh, you know every, the, everything is changing in Germany. I mean, uh, Merkel is paying the price for that. Like how many, like the short amount of time that that was the case, it, it flooded Germany with too many people. No. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, you know, the most right-wing voters are in the east. And the East Germany, it was the old socialist Germany, mm. and they don't have many um, people from foreign countries. I mean, I live in Cologne, it's all the way in the West, and it's a very diverse population, you know? Yeah. And from, there are people from all over the world living here, so people are not that, you know, it's not a big change for us if refugees are coming. I didn't really notice any change. But I think in the East, it was more, um, mm. so uh, they, they have more problems with that. So, but but a lot of people saying like Germany is fucked because of the what they did. Like they're saying the demographics are going to change now. People people are people are getting raped all the time now because of the refugees. And yeah, true. It? It's tr all true. No, of course not. It's stupid. I mean, there has been this one incident um, in Cologne here in Cologne, where on New Year's Eve there were a lot of women. There were a lot of Arab people. I think from Northern Africa. Right. And they harassed a lot of women there, and I think some got raped, and it was really horrible. It was two years ago, I think, mm. on three years. And that was an incident that really changed a lot here in Germany. But that was one incident. And there was also, like, when the, all the refugees came, um, there was a little boy from, from a refugee family. He was taken by a German pedophile. He raped him and killed him. This also happened. So... You know, this is just, you know, if, if, if there came, over a million people came, and of course there are criminals among them, and there are rapists among them, of course. Like, also, when you take a million Germans, there are rapists and, and, and criminals among them. But anytime something happens, all the right wing goes on the streets and, you know, has a bit. It's, it's nothing really changed, to be quite honest. So, uh... if, if, it's, it seems I it seems to be really hard to find reliable statistics on it because what you see I think both sides when they're showing the numbers they're 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 making a mistake I don't know on purpose or not but for example when the right wing people so okay let's say the left wing people when they show this, when they say show the statistics they like look what more white people commit more crimes in Germany than brown people. And, and that's very misleading because they don't adjust it per capita. Of course, white people commit more crimes because there's a shit ton of more white people, right? Um, more white people are tying their shoes in Germany as well. More white people are painting their walls as well because there's more, just generally more white people. Like, that's obvious. Like, that is not a very... Uh, so that's a misleading from the people that are trying to show that like immigration is not a problem. But also, they're right, the people that are trying to show immigration is a problem, they're also misrepresenting the numbers because they show like how much crimes um, Im immigrants are committing. Uh, but they're also like, oh, like, oh my God, look at how many crimes immigra immigrants are committing. But they're also not adjusting their numbers. Like, okay, but on a per capita basis, compared to non-immigrants, is this more or is this less? Like nobody, like I haven't seen a, a, an adjustment for these factors by either side. So I don't really know what to believe, right? So I don't know. Yeah. 
but but also a lot of people judge based on their own personal experience like a lot of people say like live in an area and they say like i haven't noticed anything different or some people say like uh, now i'm living in hell right now because of immigration so i see both sides and i don't know like personal experiences are usually not a very reliable way to judge how things yes. are changing so i don't really know where to get the and i see a lot of people saying that the government itself and the media is not uh, suppressing the information so i don't know what to trust i don't know where to get my information it's really hard to judge what's going on right now what do you what do you think I think with the German population, I think worldwide, it's a very strange sense of panic somehow. Mm. I mean, like in the US when Trump was voted, and we have this all over the place. I mean, there haven't been many refugees in France. But they, uh, but Le Pen with, uh, with the Front National, they almost got the major votes. And so, you know, it's, it's all over the place, these right-wing moods. And they need some group to, to, to uh, uh, you know, like blame to blame them for for the problems i think and i think in 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 our case it's of course it's the refugees because we took in a lot of refugees and uh i don't know i when i i uh, you know when i talk with people who are very right wing i i I feel that they are somehow having a sense of like urgency like something terrible is going to happen we'll be all living under sharia law in five years or something <laughs> like it's the same thing maybe with with isis that say ah islam is under attack we have to defend the caliphate or something they're all under this strange hmm. you know stressful so you think you thing. both of you think all those fears are unfounded i mean we can solve them i think hmm. we can solve yeah. things i mean it's 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 not like some, it's not that something, even if, if there is a higher uh, criminal right with, with, with refugees. I mean, first of all, all the people, even like the people we take care of, like when they come here, they are, most of the atheists have, are intelligent, they're well-educated, mm. they speak mm. English, they, they, they want to integrate all of that. But even then, it's very hard. And I can understand that sometimes the people get aggressive or they do stupid stuff or they... You know, I don't know what, you know, I, I, because it's a very, very difficult situation. When you look in the camps, it's not easy to live in these camps. I mean, yeah. Rana has been in a camp uh, lately and uh, to, to, to and she was, I think you were shocked. How is it yeah. like? How is it like? Can you tell us? It's terrible. You know, it's so many people in the small uh, place and you have we eat uh, we eat together and we have the we share the toilet and we share the douche and we share everything in this place and you know you get really trouble when they know you are not a muslim you are not fasting you are not doing any muslim stuff mm. and for me it was also bad because i don't care from the beginning you you know i was wearing something really uh, normal like other German girl wear it in the camp, and I get some problem inside in the, this camp. Hmm. Um, for for the women, I think it's more dangerous because some of them they get like uh, sexual harassment or something like this. Mm. Yeah. Uh, do, do you guys think that um, it's fair or unfair or legal or illegal to allow to allow more atheist refugees compared to? Uh, Muslim refugees. 
it's, I think not it's a... not fair to say something like this because we have also kind Muslim people mm. and I met uh, I met Muslim nice people they know I am atheist and they respect me like how I am and they don't have any problem no. um, we, yeah, but not based on kind, not based on who's kind or not based on who's more in need. Like for example, let's put atheists aside. Let's look at for example Yazidi, right? If a Yazidi yeah. person is trying to run out of Syria under ISIS, we might think they deserve more priority over Muslim people. Like yeah. or a Yazidi it's woman. Sure, yeah. So or a Christian person under ISIS deserves more priority over a Muslim person, right? Yeah. So if we do think they deserve more priority given that they are more in danger, why wouldn't we give priority to atheist refugees over Muslim refugees? Do you think that would be fair? I don't know. It depends, I guess. I mean, if, if somebody's really his life is in danger because he's in a war zone, then I don't care what he believes in. We have to take care of this person so he's safe. Uh, but of course, if somebody, I mean, there's, like you said in the beginning, there's no person more in danger than an atheist in a Muslim country, mm. especially like yeah. a country like Saudi Arabia or Pakistan Iran. or Afghanistan or something like that. Iran, yeah. It's, uh, yeah so or Iran, of course. Yeah. Bangladesh. Oh my, yeah. Uh, yeah. Pakistani atheist saying is asking, I have, um, I have heard many Iranian and uh, Shia Hazara Afghans convert has I don't know convert to Christianity upon entering Germany. Many Germans say they convert for asylum process. Is this correct? It's easy to get uh, asylum if you are convert to Christian. Yeah, that's true. Okay, that's not fair. Uh, what like <laughs> more than being an atheist? You can't convert to being an atheist. No. <laughs> Not, no, no. Let me, let me, let me clarify. Do be, is being a Christian uh, make it your refugee, make your um, your asylum case more easier than being an atheist? Uh, it depends on where you come from. I think when you're a woman from Saudi Arabia, you're pretty sure to get asylum because or from Iran or from Pakistan. Or yeah, from but Iran is. Yeah. If you're a male, it's more difficult. We had a Saudi from from. Uh, 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 for Saudi male, and he got rejected, and we, uh, our lawyer, thought that he get uh, accepted, but mm. unfortunately, it took so long, and he got so much trouble in his camp, and he was really, he lived together with some Muslims who burned him and said, "Look, this is how it feels to be in hell." All this stuff, not burned him whole, like burned him on here, and Bring him he was really. With with a with a with a with a uh, lighter, he burned. They burned Wait, him. they Look in the camp in Germany. Some Muslims in the camp in Germany. Yeah, yeah. They because burned they his hand. Watch all the time. They cannot watch all the time. Jeez. And he was somewhere on the countryside in eastern Germany. There was not much going on there, so he couldn't escape. And that was too much. And in the end, he converted back to Islam and went back. And that was really sad because one or two weeks later, he got his acceptance. Hmm. And that yeah. was really sad. But. Uh, after he, he after the kick after he went back to Saudi Arabia he got his acceptance. Yeah, he converted back. He said the the sentence three times. I don't know what it's called. What's it called? I don't know. A shahada. You know, like, yeah, I believe it's a shahada. Yeah, he said that. And, uh, and well, you don't need to say three. That's the divorce that you need to say say it three times. The shahada you only need to say it once. Uh, but I don't know. I never, I never converted to Islam, so I'm not aware of it. But, uh, and I'm not planning to in the near future. But I think it's. Uh, uh, <laughs> but 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 wait so so when he what happened to him when he went back to Saudi Arabia? 
I don't know. He blocked all I, of us. I don't, I don't think they back him to Saudi Arabia because Germany, when they back someone, they have to be sure he not really get killed. And in this situation, he was really dangerous to back Saudi Arabia. I think they back him to the other yeah. country near to Saudi Arabia, like Qatar or Kuwait or Emirates. I don't know. Wow. Well, really. Okay. Um, yeah. So and also Iranian guys, they have it hard. I mean, yeah. they they all get uh, rejected. They all get rejected. All the atheists and uh, yeah, and we always write expertises and stuff. And you know, it's really, it's really. The atheists get easy. rejected. What the hell? Why? I mean, it's pretty. Yeah, it's it's a, I mean, isn't it? Isn't it well known that is that they? It's a death sentence to send them back. I mean, you get. I guess you send them back Obviously somewhere not. else. I, I didn't read why they got rejected because the the Iranian cases, the the ex-Muslims, because it's Mina Ahadi and all of them, they're Iranian, so they handle these cases more. So I don't know so much about that. But there was this one guy who was in a mosque in in Iran who made the the finger and had an atheist T-shirt. Maybe you know about this photo. And he was here and he asked for asylum. He got rejected. And I thought, what more can you do than standing in front of a mosque in Iran with an atheist T-shirt doing this? What more can you cannot? Uh, so, for people back. that are going to listen to this on the podcast, when you say this, you're showing the one finger salute. Um, so, yeah. okay, so he did. Wow, okay, um, that's amazing. So, they where did he send them back to? To Iran? I don't know if he still uh, if he if he uh, got sent back. I don't know if the lawyers still are dealing with the case. I don't know. I, I, Mina knows that. Okay. Mina Hadi because she's doing all the but it, it, it's uh, and also another guy who who uh i mean I, I don't know about any atheist i think from iran that got uh, accepted right away they always have to go to trial uh, but on the other hand we had a we had an afghan guy who got, came out as an atheist just uh, two months ago mm. and for him it was really hard and to meet us it was really hard for him and uh he had a um a court case and uh, Ditmar was there, and he got accepted there yeah. as an atheist. So, so I don't uh, know. Uh, um, a, f a friend of mine, Omar, um, he um, he was almost going to be sent back. I think he was from where was he from? Fuck, I forgot a European country. Uh, but I think he was from Sweden. Mm. But he, they were almost sending him back to Egypt, and he burned a Quran. And he put it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. And I he it, sent yeah. it, and uh, and he was like, "Okay, look, I burned a Quran. Uh, really? <laughs> this is proof that it, because they say like we don't know if you're actually an ex-Muslim or if you're just saying this for a asylum. And like, okay, no, I'm I'm a, an ex-Muslim. A Muslim would not burn a Quran. But we don't we don't need to do that. You know, I feel this too much. You know, you, how we can't prove we are atheists. I I I find this what we are doing in the organization that we gave paper for the person that we know him and he is atheist and the Ooh. situation for atheist in the country it's really dangerous for him we give this people uh, our paper from us and also ex muslim britain they give the same paper if someone needed and i think like organization and international you write something about this for <coughs> the person it give the the case more power or more uh, so you're saying people shouldn't go burn the Quran? <laughs> I don't I, I don't care about this book, no. but you know I feel it's really dangerous for dangerous? the person if you mm. do yeah. Okay, but he was very desperate. He was like, if I get sent yeah. back, I'm fucked anyway, so I might as well just burn the Quran. Just just and it worked actually. Um 
but that's great so people if they if the people that you're helping you give them paperwork to say to officially say to the government look i'm 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 officially an atheist <laughs> i didn't know you get a certified atheist um no, <laughs> but going back to my uh my original question like if let's say somebody from saudi arabia in germany uh one of them two men two men from Saudi Arabia, one of them converts from Islam to Christianity. One of them abandons religion as an atheist. Uh, do we know which one has a better case for asylum? <laughs> I don't know. Christian. I guess. <laughs> I guess the Christian guy maybe, and he gets better treatment. Because Why? The organizations, because the Christian organizations, they have millions. Yeah. And we just have a few euros on our bank account. <laughs> okay, this is guys. See, this is this is why you need to go support. Uh, by the way, the link is in the description for donation. This yeah, is this is not you. fair. We as atheists, we need more help, and we're getting less help. And when we have an organization yeah. like yours, atheist refugees that are actually doing the job that we all say needs to happen, you guys need to go support them. The link is in the description. Go support them. This is a this is a cause that we we need to get behind. Okay, um, there's a link to the GoFundMe page uh, to this organization. Go check it out. Um, I mean, it's, it, it, we keep saying atheists are as good as everyone else. Well, why look at Christians? They're taking care of each other so much, and we're not doing that. We're not. We're not. So if yeah, you, if not. if you guys yeah, if we if we if atheists are out there and claiming that if we're all out there and claiming like hey we could just be we are j as good as Christians as good as Muslims or uh, more, being an atheist doesn't mean you're not more uh, that you're not moral well show it put your money where your mouth is Dele <laughs> go support their organization <laughs> don't just say it do something about it um, let me see what else is there. Let me link in the description. Okay, I have a pr uh, I have the same problem like this woman have. Uh, I can't tell anyone that I'm an atheist and keep it to myself. I always pretend that I am a Muslim, but I'm uh, but I'm not. But I'm not. I hate it. I hate being like this. Oh, I'm sorry about that. I don't know. This is MN20. I don't know where you are. If um, she in Germany, contact us, please. Okay, if you're in Germany, please contact them. Um, uh, let me see what else is here. Oh my God, there's so many. Uh, I mean, I think it's um, the rhetoric of oppression Olympic is just a right-wing rhetoric to dismiss actual issues of oppression because they think it involves government intervention. No, I do think some people do play oppression Olympics. Even um, I think there are some fair claims of victimhood and there are unfair claims of victimhood and so there are some also and sometimes there are fair claims of victimhood but you don't have to say that you're the worst right so for example if you're a christian and you think a christian christian united states and you think your christians in the united states are being oppressed then you're you're an idiot um and you that you're playing oppression olympics uh, but if you think that christians in egypt and pakistan are being oppressed then that's not playing the oppression olympics that's reality okay uh, if you're an atheist in canada or united states you do have the you are correct to say that you're unfairly treated but please don't say that you are as is as bad as atheists in Saudi Arabia or it's going to get there okay you don't have to be the greatest victim for you to actually be a victim so you don't have you can say that you you can say that you're being unfairly treated without actually 
trying to compete with other people that are being treated worse than you are because of your atheism. So I think it's fair to claim some people are playing oppression Olympics and sometimes, but some sometimes there are cases where people are genuinely re in a really shitty situation because of who they are or what they believe in or what they don't believe in. Um, and to support the only evidence put forward are the rare cases of, okay, I don't know what this is, but uh, I'm going to focus on uh, your organization. Uh, one thing, uh, one thing I want to suggest is what I, what I notice is what, what a lot of people point out is that giving statistics to people usually doesn't make the emotional connection, right? But showing people stories my is by itself is also is very emotionally powerful but by itself it might be misleading so the the solution that is always um, recommended by people by a lot of people wiser than me is to have the statistics and the stories uh, hand in hand right so the statistics to show that these stories reflect a larger reality but because the statistics don't make the emotional connection um, match the statistics with some some testimonies some stories from people so that people could match numbers with some real faces and real people and real stories right um so when i talked to uh, when i talked to gary in the first uh, uh the part one of this discussion on how to protect atheists uh i was i was suggesting that what we can do so I, I don't you guys should look into this organization it's a very good it's an organization that doesn't have a good name and I think that's one reason why people don't know about it but they're rebranding again it's the International Humanist and Ethical Union is one of the few well-connected organizations out there that is actively supporting atheists in fact they they brought up the case of atheists and atheist republic in, uh, members in Malaysia at the United Nations Human Rights Council uh, they addressed it to all the nations that that was huge. so these are people this is a very well-established organization that knows the laws that understands human rights issues and they're very well connected right uh, and it's one of the only human rights organizations out there uh, official human rights organization out there that really focuses on atheists and secularists and humanists right so um, what so that's what they're doing and you guys are focusing on refugees um, and atheist republic is, uh, the, is mostly a content provider so we provide we take the voices of our community and we create content out of that and we have a huge reach right we're the largest atheist community in the world we have uh, more than two million followers worldwide and i was thinking if there's a, if there's something we could do uh, and the solution I have is to take videos and of people that have escaped uh, telling their stories T like people like you know how Rana did this herself but not everybody can be Rana because Rana is fucking amazing but people that might need a little bit of a help to tell their stories we could get and people that don't have a platform people that uh, won't be able to get a large audience we could just get them to send us their videos uh, and we could publish it on atheist republic and then get the this organization to because i asked them what what can we do for you for us to be able for you to be able to make our case the atheist case to other to governments and 
large organizations around the world. And they said the most the most important thing we need is people's Study voice, stories, people's mm. videos and messages. And I was thinking that maybe we could the three of us could somehow work together and basically the people that you're helping, you could get videos from them and send me your videos and we could put like your company's URL and branding on it so people could go support you when they see these videos. And then we post these videos on Atheist Republic. And then once we have enough of them, I go to Gary and be like, hey Gary, you ask for video testimonies. Here's like a hundred of them. Uh, go, please go show this to the UN or to mm. Amnesty International or to this organization or to that organization and make our case that we need help, right? So maybe it would basically be um, a funnel, videos from you, publishing it from us and them using it to make our case around the world. What do you guys think about a plan like that? It's, uh, I mean, we also try this here. We had an event in Berlin about a month ago hmm. and there were the, you know, it's always when you have something like ISIS, people always say, oh, it has nothing to do with Islam and blah, 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 blah. And this culture or like women are treated in Saudi Arabia, they say it's a cultural thing. So we wanted to say, take four people from very different countries and talk about their situation and show that these very different countries have the same problems and the only thing they have in common is Islam. And we had somebody from Mauritania, somebody from Saudi Arabia, somebody from Pakistan and somebody from Bangladesh. And also we had Hamid Abdel Samad there and Amina Ahadi. And, uh, and uh, these, these were people that spoke out publicly, but it's very hard to find people to do this because most of the people we, uh, 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 we, we, we help here in Germany, they don't want to go public because they're afraid about of revenge. Or maybe, they... maybe Stefan, if we cover the face, maybe only the voice yeah. we can hear what they say, tell us, maybe it's worth. Or back to the camera. Yeah. Back yeah, to something the camera. like this, maybe. Yeah, yeah, or we could also if they we could also change their voice, and you, mm -hmm. but by having your brand on it, we will basically we will get your um, we will use your credibility to verify that this was not made up, right? This is not yeah. like a person that is acting. You guys know this. You guys have mm -hmm. met this person. So even though we're not showing their faces and we're not we're changing their voices, you you're you're putting your organization's name on the line by test by saying like, no, this guy is an atheist in danger, mm. uh, mm -hmm. and that's how we can maybe get their stories out and protect their identity at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Because this is also our our problem. If we want to raise money, for example. You should tell what you're doing, what you accomplished, which people you help, what mm. their stories are. And we cannot do this because we don't want to endanger these people. And so um, if we talk about a lot of personal things, we also had from people that, you know, they, the, the families back home got threatened or something like this. So we don't want this to happen. If they don't want to do this, we don't push anybody into doing something that they don't want to. And most of the people don't want to speak out in public. So that's or, or have their story told you know through our media so we have this is why you don't find a lot of uh, uh case stories on our web page or something because uh, 
So and, we have and the GoFundMe. And the GoFundMe will send two photo with me with other person. The man from Mauritania. He is the mm. first atheist coming in public and talk about atheists. His name Yahya, and I put the photo in the GoFundMe. The other photo you will see it is with the one Saudi girl. I already cover her face because it's dangerous for her for her life to to show her face. But she uh, allowed me to use her photo, and she said to me, "Everyone have to help us," and she was kind from her. So can you can we ask them if if it's possible for us to give a testimony with their back to the camera and with using yeah. some voice altering? I uh, think it's no problem mm -hmm. with this. Okay, yeah. that yeah. would be fantastic. Um, yeah. Let me. I, I think I missed a lot of live chat comments. Jaren saying I think right wing uh, likes to hyperbolize the left way way too much. Theo Mikey saying I agree with Stefan. There's something of an echo chamber of critics. Uh, of the left who claim leftists are all pro-Islam but exiting the echo chamber you find leftists critical of Islam exhibit a me uh, that's true to you Mikey but even <coughs> the leftists that are critical of Islam they do get a lot of uh, backlash from other leftists like the amount of uh, shit that they have to deal with is a, a lot when they are critical of Islam uh, Jaren is saying you're going too far in the right wing Kool-Aid, Atheist Republic. No, Jaren, I'm I whenever people say something I'm I provide an alternative narrative. If you have right wing people on uh, talking to me, I provide the left wing narrative. If you have left wing people on the on live with me, I provide right wing narrative. If even if you have an atheist anti Muslim I defend even Islam just to provide the alternative narrative when somebody is shitting on Islam, I will tell you like, okay, well this is what a Muslim would how a Muslim would defend the position. This is what I always do. You know me guys. Jerry is saying uh, the right wing often doesn't give a crap about human rights. Uh, kick means just like um, espousing racist bullcrap and don't give a clear. I don't think it's fair. What do you guys think? I don't think it's fair to general generalize the left or the right. I think the right wing has its own problems with xenophobia, some extreme far right people, but that doesn't mean all right wing people are like that. And the left wing has a problem with re the regressive left and some people on the left make excuses for Islam, but that's not a representation of all the people on the left. Do you think that we, we're too quick to generalize both the right and the left with their worst people in their uh, with their with their craziest views in their community you think we need to be less generalizing i mean you have you can i think it's when you i think you have to look at the media how the media reacts to certain topics this is the generalization you can speak of i mean until now when you said something against islam it was in the media it was covered like a racist act or an islamophobic act and this is starting to change. I don't know if, if people are, I mean, I also observe that a lot of my friends who are also left, they have a very critical mind about Islam. So, uh, but I think it's the media we're talking about. If, if, the, if, if the coverage in the media starts to shift to a certain direction. Um, MM20 is uh, thanking us for supporting uh, her, him or her. Well, thank you so much for saying that. Um, Theo Mikey is saying, what would an atheist do to Europe? Uh, strap a bomb and shout it in the name of nothing? Okay. <laughs> of course. That's what we do. 
okay. Uh, Theo Mackey is saying I need to flip off the Vatican someday to be a, uh, to be a certified apostate. Well, you know, I went to Vatican and I had the Atheist Republic shirt on there and took a picture, but I never felt at all in danger or at risk. In fact, some priest came and took a picture with me. But compare that to what Rana did. Uh, Rana, had, uh, Rana had the Atheist Republic Inc. You, for people that don't know, Rana had a, the Atheist, wrote Atheist Republic right next to Kaaba in Mecca and she took a picture and she sent it to us, uh, which went viral. Go watch her documentary on Vox, was it right? You were on yeah. Vox, right? Like, go watch her, go search for Rana Ahmed Vox, you'll see their story. That was really scary. I don't know, you're, you're way braver than I would ever be, Rana. Um, if, okay, so, got this. Sorry, guys, if I'm missing any uh, questions. Oh, somebody mentioned Rana. I missed it, scrolling down. Okay. Uh, somebody that is saying Rana is getting more famous all the time. I love that Armin is giving them recognition. I I don't need to give them recognition. Rana should give me recognition because she's 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 awesome. When is when is the next book of Rana coming out and how is her uh, physics study going along? Okay, so when is your book? Tell tell us about your books and how how's your life? How your how's your studies? Ever okay. since you ran away. Um, yeah. My book now it's available in in French language. It will publish in, in Dutch language and German language in the beginning of this year, and in French language in uh, October. But until now, we don't have the English language. Mm. Um, my physics uh, study. I already finished this preparing years for university, and I am doing like uh, now uh, social. Uh, uh, voluntary work in the hospital until my university start in the next semester. Uh, okay, and um, Thea Mikey is saying, what is the name of uh, your uh, book? What's the name of your book? Women, women not allowed to dream here. Women not allowed to dream here. Okay, wow. And Thea Mikey is also asking for people that joined late, they're asking for the name of your organization. So maybe mention that one more time. What's the name of your organization? Atheist. Uh, the Atheist Refugee Relief. Right, and and I saw your website. It's uh, it has it in multiple languages. I think it was very helpful that it had it in uh, English, German, Arabic, uh, Persian, Urdu. So. Um, yeah, it's it's not really <laughs> Arabic and Persian because we don't really have a, uh, everything translated. It's it's set meant to be to be having these languages, but still we didn't translate everything so it's, it's basically living. english we and, are yeah. <laughs> i don't have find the time at the moment yeah it's really it's it's just at the uh, you know we always push it on the back of the line but we have it in english and in german and in german the name is different it's secular flüchtlingshilfe it's a different name yeah oh by the way i made a mistake you know mikey is correcting me sorry rona was on vice not on vox uh, voice, voice news. Yeah, yeah, voice, voice yeah. news. Um, so, where was this? There was a good question here. I totally forgot. I missed it. Sorry, guys, if I miss any of your questions. Um, so, uh, here's my question: Are you accepting volunteers at all? If somebody wants to help you with translations and stuff? Yes, yeah, sure. of course, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So how, uh, they could go. But what's the website? By the way, your website really does need some helping because on Google, there's. You, I think your website was like down for a while, and now Google recon the name that sh when you search for your website, the number one page that comes up is um, error or something. Yeah. So guys, if you guys understand web design or web SEO stuff, please go help them. They really do need some help. <laughs> <laughs> they, they need help with their website if you uh if, if this is a good if you can't donate if you do if you can't uh, financially help maybe volunteer when it comes to helping their website and stuff like that um um is saying i buy a shirt from atheist republic but it's blocked in malaysia well use a vpn uh Okay, and you sent an email, but nothing has, uh, it's been a month. Okay, we lost, uh, uh, but the reason is that we were getting back on our emails. Our, we have, we get hundreds of emails every uh, every week, but, and we, our Atheist Republic CEO was in a car accident and she, she got hospitalized and now she's missing. We don't know where she is now and if she's okay. We had a change in CEO and that's why we're very behind on everything we're dealing with where we're getting back on track sorry about uh, sorry about anybody we haven't responded to we're short on staff we can't afford to hire more right now we're we're we're, we're trying to again sorry if we haven't responded to anybody we'll try we're trying our best uh theo Mackey, oh thank you theo Mackey sh shared the link to your website is atheist-refugees.com uh thank you theo, for uh, putting that out there shout out to their organization uh, and Ditzmar as well. I don't know what that is. Okay, that's the third one. This, yeah. <laughs> what is that? That's you. That's us three that started it. Rana, yeah. Ditmar, and me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Ditmar. So, how, how many are you in total? What's that? How many of you are in total? How many people are involved? The three of you. Uh, we're the core, of, but in the in the in the there are three people uh, um, in the Vorstand that are you know we we are uh, I don't know what's it called in English it's Verein it's like when you when you want to do something in a private manner you 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 make an like an Verein and there are three people there in on the top uh, on on the. Vorstand, it's called. It's me, it's Mina, and another guy who's Johan, who's doing the finances. And then we have people, members of this. And uh, in the in the like members, we have uh, members in our organization. They're about I don't know 50 or something. But um, we also have members in the Berlin organization, and there are other organizations starting now. And we also have people helping us who are not part of our organization from the GBS, like mm. I said, the Jordano Bruno Stiftung and from the HVD, it's the Humanistic Verband Germany. Mm. And, uh, and a lot of people helping us with, uh, to, to help house people or, or provide us with, uh, you know, like, uh, apartments or, or yeah. How many, how many anything. people have you been helping so far? At the moment we have about, 35 people oh wow that we take care of at the moment yeah that's pretty good and uh yeah and you're we are really so. active <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah with, with the amount of resources and number of people you have in just uh, that's that's huge this is something that is very difficult i mean i i didn't know how difficult it is until i got involved with rona's case and i was like i realized that okay this is we need 
an, an organization to fully focus on this because this is very complicated stuff that we need people to exp you know so this is again why uh, on atheist republic we decided to just focus on what we know how to do best which is providing content and providing a voice to atheists and instead of reinventing the wheel uh, find the people that are doing th this whole immigration and supporting the refugee uh, process. They, they figured it out and doing it the best and just support them instead of just doing everything from scratch. And I think you guys have are mastering that. I mean, imagine with the, with the number of people that you have and the limited resources you have, if you have managed to do so much, I can't imagine how much you will be able to do uh, once you grow even bigger. So again, thank you so much for what you're doing. There's like, this is something that is really needed and there's, and uh, you know, you're, you're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> I, I, want, I, want say, I want to say thank you on the beginning for you, Armin. Do you remember when you opened the GoFundMe for me in the beginning, when I was in Turkey? And there is a lot of atheists help me and support me in this moment. From here, I want to say thank you for everyone and thank you for you. Uh, and, you know, uh, before like uh, six or seven months, I start, I opened GoFundMe for three Saudi girls. They was in Turkey and they need help. You know, I do the process like what you did with, with me. I did it with others. I help others like in the same way. And I raise money for this girl and they are now free in Europe country. They are, they are safe. Wow. You know this feeling. You know what you what you did and what you make other people do. Ah, uh, that's so. Okay, uh, to, <laughs> see, so, to all the people that do, like this was years ago when people donated to to help Rana, and now Rana yeah. is safe, and now she's helping a lot more people. Right. So to all the people that donated that they think that these things might a lot of people like, oh, this, thing, this is not going to help. Rana is now safe and it's not just her because she's safe. She thinks that she needs to help other people. And the people that helped get Rana out, they didn't just get they didn't only help Rana because because of through their help. Now Rana is helping a lot of other people. And yeah, if, they save and, other people. Yeah. yeah. And now if Rana helps a lot of people, there might be some other some people that run us helping that are going to become future runners, right? So everything that you do to help will, you know, is it, going to have a, you know, the, the snowball effect. You know, you, these are people that might eventually become activists and help other people in need. So this is, we, we, Rana has shown that this is something that is worth su supporting. Like we don't, like when I was, when I was, when I started to go fund me for Rana, People, I didn't have anything to show. I was just like, trust me, we did our due diligence. This is a real story. This is this is going to help. And people don't people de donated even though I I couldn't really show them. I they just had to trust me. And I brought ex-Muslims of North America to interview you, and I brought MTS Champs to interview you to say like, look, these other credible people are saying that this is a real case. Just just use these companies' credibility to trust us, but. But now that we have demonstrated, now that Rana has demonstrated that this works, it should be an easier sell because we have a we have the history to show that you know. And again, Rana has is not somebody from outside. She went through this process. She knows what these people are dealing with. So 
She's one of the best people to 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 support to do this. Andrana, thank you so much, by the way, for everything you do. You didn't. <laughs> it wasn't enough for you to get out. You know, this is no, this is what enough, this yeah. is what this is why I love you. Okay, you got out. <laughs> you guys, you got saved, but you were like, you know, this is not this is not enough. You yeah, know, that's there enough. are other people. You know, there are other I, people I want like all me. the atheists not to be afraid anymore. You know, I can't forget my time when I am atheist in Saudi Arabia and how my life was there. You know, I feel like I'm responsible to help other atheists, other girl, other person to really be free or to feel free or to change them life or do something. Hmm. Oh, you're an angel. If you want to believe in angels, these are the real versions of it. <laughs> And I want to say thank you for Stefan, thank you for Ditmar. They are working a lot in our organization and no one can see that or notice that. Stefan, they have family and Ditmar, they have work. And all the people, all Stefan or Ditmar, they give also time without paying. You know, we are all working free, free uh, voluntary work in this organization. Okay, um, I'm gonna just read some uh, final messages from people. Uh, mostly a lot of messages of support. Would their organization help atheist refugees from hostile regions uh, or just Islamic nations? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, you you guys should mention that you're willing to help anybody that is in danger. Correct? Yeah. Yes. Uh, wow, we got a super chat from Blaze. Um, somebody that I can't pronounce their name. Blaze Femi is that thank Armin. Do you think that Iran will someday be able to free itself from Islamic re its Islamic regime? I honestly don't know, but because of your question, I'm gonna have an entire episode on this. Thank you so much for your super chat. That's very generous. I'm gonna dedicate an entire episode of that because uh, because of your question. Um, Theo Mackey is saying I watched the Vice documentary. I was kind of nervous that it would end with so with uh, some end that says. Still in Turkey. I'm glad she made it. We're capable of saving lives. Rana, you're an uh, Sopan is saying, Rana, you're an inspiration to many. You're, you really are. Uh, you're crying. <laughs> you're really sweet. Um, so, um, but I'm going to end it here. I just want to focus on telling people the link is in. If you guys think this is a worthy cause, please check the link in the description. I link to the GoFundMe page. Go support them. If you can support them financially, uh, share their uh, link. Tell, tell people about their organization. If you have some time, if you know, have some skills, either translation or web design may, uh, or whatever. What is it? Is it WordPress you guys are using? What did you use? Yes. Yes. WordPress. If you yeah. if you know WordPress, maybe volunteer for the uh, you know with their website, um, and also yeah. So check out the link. Uh, do you guys want to add anything? Yeah, I want to say thank you again for Richard Dawkins because he shared my GoFundMe in the beginning, and I met oh, yeah. him in Berlin. And I was completely crazy when I see him. And, yeah. and I want to say I love him a lot. Yeah. And I want to say for all atheists and all the country, be strong and be really uh, don't don't lose your hope. One day you will you will change your life, and we are here to help you. Yeah. Ah, uh, thank you so much. Thank you for what you're doing. Um, Again, check the link and again, search for Atheist Refugee Relief. And, and I hope that we could work together on figuring out how we could promote uh, what you're doing. 
yeah, sure. All right, so I'm going to stop the streaming right now. Don't go away. I'm going to stop the streaming. And thank you, everybody, in the live chat. Sorry if I didn't read. I tried to read as much as I could. Jaren, Beach, Beach, thank you for modding. Beach is saying thank you, Armin, Rana, and Stefan. Uh, Mr. people that have weird usernames that I can't read. Uh, thank you, all of you. You're all are great, and thank you for your great questions. It's, it's really is, yeah. She got to meet Dawkins. Yeah. Oh, did you? I forgot to ask. Did you? Did you get to hug him? Because we wanted to hug him. Yeah. You did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was shocked completely when I see him in the first moment. <laughs> you know, he was talking with me. Everything fine. I was. <laughs> did he, what did he say? What did he say? I don't say anything in the beginning. I was completely in shock. You know, he was like, you know. What did he say though? He was really gentle and he said, everything fine with you, Rena? Are you okay? <laughs> That's very sweet. You know, the, uh, Richard, Richard Duckies, he never stopped supporting um, ex-Muslims in, in need. So, I mean, he's very... He, he usually is very busy, but whenever he knows somebody that is actually in danger for because of their athe atheism or whenever ex-Muslims need support for anything, he, he drops everything and he goes and su supports that. So really, he's very great when it comes to that. Atheists around the world are choosing to give voice to their opinions and no longer hide their lack of religious beliefs. In some cases, this public declaration of atheism can lead to backlash from friends and family. In other areas, it can even be physically dangerous to admit to atheism. Atheist Republic wants to give atheists a louder voice. Let's show them that we're listening, no matter which language they speak. If we reach 500 patrons, we will be able to translate our shows into Arabic, Spanish, Persian, Portuguese, Malay, Bengali, Urdu, Hindi, and other languages. Help us get there at patreon.com forward slash atheist republic.